If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle, second guesses, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Oladipo to win it! Another one! He got Another it! One. Another one! Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10-5! Touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and... Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to a post-Memorial Day edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Kevin Brockway along with us, as always, here on this Tuesday. Got to keep reminding myself, it is a Tuesday after yesterday's holiday, uh, Memorial Day. Salute again to all of the servicemen and um first responders, but the people that have given the greatest sacrifice. So once again, thank you guys. Kevin Brockway from CNHI with me as always here on this Tuesday, uh, who was in Indianapolis over the weekend. How's it going, man? Yeah, uh, the beautiful Fort Myers Studios, huh? There with uh, little palm trees behind you and everything. Uh, nice oceanfront view. Yeah, see, you're, you're, you're spitting out where I'm located. I never even t- said that. Releasing my information. Just kidding. Um, no, it's no biggie. Um, yeah, over the weekend in Indianapolis turned out to be an incredible race, um, incredible weather, incredible attendance. And we're going to talk about that. 325,000 people, the biggest crowd in a quarter century. Um, uh, the winner, first time winner. Uh, Chip Ganassi, well-known figure, uh, team owner. I think it's a team owner that is from Indianapolis. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah. From the, from was, the south side, even. Whose dad and, and, and uncle raced there. And hit, I, the first win for Ganassi in 10 years, too. So Penske normally dominates this event. So it was uh, good to see the uh, Ganassi team uh, pull through there. And, uh, you know, I wrote about Tony Kanaan, who came in third, 47 years old. Um, and kind of helped his teammate there at uh, at the end uh, pull through. But uh, it was quite the day for Erickson. The red flag at uh, with four laps to go was uh, interesting too. A lot a lot of discussion about that. But uh, brought out by his own teammate, no less, Jimmy okay. Johnson, the former NASCAR driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was uh, you know uh, we would call it uh, probably good for the fans to have that red flag and have that. Uh, crazy four-lap finish, you know. It wasn't good for Erickson, I promise you that. Uh, Erickson was not happy about it. He had like a five-second lead. Um, I can't remember, was it five, three, maybe a three-second lead, but he had a substantial lead. And um, Jimmy Johnson had even led a lap because he waited to pit for through cycle, pit cycles to stay out and led a lap and would end up winning Rookie of the Year because of that. A little controversy in that as well, but uh, but he gets back on the track, and he caused an accident, and it was 
it was simply driver error. His left front tire dropped down off of the, the main track onto the concrete. And as soon as he did that, it grabbed it and flipped him around. And I'll tell you, if it hasn't, if it wasn't for the new uh, safety precautions that are there with the Hans device and the, the safer barrier in the wall, he might have died. He didn't hit it straight on without spinning first. He spun some, he, he did a 360 first to absorb some of that energy, but ended up hitting the wall head on after that. And if that had been the old days where that was just a concrete wall, no Hans device, that probably could have been a, a, a bad situation. But now he walks away. Maybe sore, but uh, he walks away just fine. Yeah, in the medical tent, there were no major issues for him. Uh, it was interesting because there were five wrecks, and all five of them were either younger or, in Johnson's case, more inexperienced drivers. It seemed like the veteran drivers uh, had their way on the track. And then what about Scott Dixon, too? Leading most of the race, goes in, gets a pit infraction late in that race, and uh, that was... Ah. Uh, yeah, that, you know, you know, uh, you know, he was the pole setter, record speeds, and uh, it was uh, another another heartbreaking day for the Iceman, right? Yeah, he he had had every opportunity to win that race. Was looking like he was going to win that race, but that's that's what happens in all these big time races. You have to have it all the way to the last lap uh, because you can have a a teammate wreck, and you know that three second lead. The reason I brought that up is because he had that three-second lead before the wreck. And, oh, well, they red-flagged the race, and that, that three-second lead evaporates, and you have to restart. Um, but, yeah, he was able to get away with it and uh, pull out the win. But, yeah, Scott Dixon, he had already won one. But, uh, yeah, he certainly lost an opportunity to win a second one as he dominated that race for most of the day. Outstanding crowd, um, 325,000 people, Kevin. Uh, you've never been in an environment like that because there are no environments like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, what is the, clo- I'm trying to think, what is the even the next closest sporting event that draws? The Kentucky Derby used to get up to about 170 something, but I don't know that they reached those numbers quite now. Um, uh, it, what in the world even gets close? To the Indy well, 500. Probably Michigan football, right? 100,000, the big house. That would be probably the closest thing. Is that um, it, really? Wow. Yeah. Penn, doesn't Penn State's over 100,000, too? What are the stadiums that are over 100,000? I know the well, swap in Florida is about 90, and I remember. So, but I mean, I'm talking about world, even around the world. There, there's no other events that, that attract, um, probably no, there's no places that could even hold <laughs> much more. Uh, yeah. There's definitely no place that can hold 300,000 people. Yeah. Um, well, I was there at five in the morning because I was told that if you even tried to get there at six or seven or eight, you know, it just takes forever to get in and the parking lots all fill up. Now, but was that quite true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, for, without a doubt. Well, especially well on a day like that, I would say absolutely, because that's 325,000 people. I don't know that they were expecting that. Now, let's get to the fact that they blocked that the, they. The blackouts, I'm not at home, so the blackout stayed in effect, right? Yes, it did stay in effect, yeah. Okay. But you could Tell buy it how, on Peacock for like I, I don't, I don't want, 25 cents. Yeah. Bullcrap. I don't want to hear about buying it. That is greed beyond greed on the part of Roger Penske. They knew that they were going to get a big-time crowd out there. They got the sec- the second biggest crowd in a quarter of a century – but that's not enough to allow the people who support that race in so many ways to watch the race. 
That is greed, greed, greed to me, personally. All right. Well, well you mean, don't think so? So you don't think so? Is 325 a sellout or no? Is that? Uh... I don't care if it's a sellout. If that's not enough people for you, 300. Look how many people were in the snake pit. Didn't give a rat's butt about the race. They weren't there to watch the race. Yeah. So why does he care? They're there paying money. He's making money. He's making money hand over fist. 325,000 people. Do the math on that, how much money was made. But yet people were not, the people that support that race, not allowed to watch it. Yeah, I wonder how much those tickets go in the grandstand. I don't know. I'm sure they go um, for a pretty penny. So, yeah, I'm sure he made millions at the gate, millions upon millions. Um, but uh, it was it was a good time. I enjoyed it. So, no thoughts on the blackout? Well, whatever. You know, what I mean, you can. Uh, you know, I, I I kind of agree that yeah, it probably is a little bit uh, much. I was a little surprised at three hundred thousand fans for a blackout for three hundred thousand fans. That is a little. Uh, Let's put it that way, uh, you know, a little cruel to those who are in Indy and that want to watch the race. But uh, you see plenty of people, like I said, watching it. Uh, I, I saw plenty of people in the sports bars. I guess they rebroadcast at, what, 8 or 9 o'clock. So I saw plenty of people then. You just have to kind of, you know, so many of those people, right? Uh, I have friends that uh, they DVR stuff all the time. And uh, they, well, they, hate those, they, they hate those spoilers. You know what I mean? It's like the, uh, you know, don't tell me that Erickson won, you know, but. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ross said, how about uh, the IndyCar posted a pic of the winner and his girlfriend, but listing the wrong driver name. Hey, there you go. That has to go out well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know Peacock had it for survivor, uh, subscribers, but it's just, uh, I just don't think you should have to pay for, if you were local. I didn't, I mean, if I had been home, I wouldn't have had to. Yeah, no, yes, I would have. I would have been in the Indianapolis market, even in Bloomington, so. That would have sucked. But I got to watch it, so I didn't care. I wasn't in the indie market. Where did you watch the race? Well, where do you think? Where I'm not. I'm not in indie. No, but I mean, did he go to like a sports bar or something? No, like that? no, no, no. Just watched it right at home. Okay. It's on everywhere else in the entire nation. That's my point. Anybody yeah. else in the nation can watch it for free, except for those poor saps that live in the Indianapolis market that support this damn race. That is my point of consternation about this. That's the problem. Everybody else in the United States gets to watch it for free. Oh, but no, if you happen to live in the Indianapolis area where most of the half of the city, if not bigger, are, is actually going to the race, oh no, but you can't still can't watch it for free. That's what bothers me greatly. And that's what slaps of ignorance, arrogance, and selfish greed. All right. What if, what if Roger Penske tunes into the show? I'm pretty sure he does not, so I can say that with, with complete uh, – <laughs> uh, not. Have, I, I did worry about posting stuff, though, about my credentials for next season. So <laughs> I'd say it here. I'll say it here instead. Uh, but how was your first experience? No, like I said, it was uh, – um, what I think is really neat about it is, um, you know, the fact that – and they do this for – I guess VIP people, or maybe you can buy a ticket to do this. But I was amazed that you could just walk on the track like an hour before the race and see all the cars lined up. And you had all these people just like walking on the track as they were lining up the cars. You know, you saw Mike Tirico do some interviews. 
uh, people are just like out there, you know, um, and that's really cool. I guess, you know, you could kind of walk on the floor during a final four like that, but this would be like walking on the court as they're practicing. I mean, the access was unbelievable. I thought that was, that was a really neat aspect of it. And you see these, you know, these crews are kind of doing their last minute preparations on their cars and sometimes, and you know, it's cool to be able to go into the garage area and um, into the, you know, pits and stuff and everything and to see, uh, you know, the uh, machinations of it all. Um, you know, you walk into the garage and they have the chassis open and you see the engine, see how tiny the engines are on those cars. That's kind of neat to me. It's like, you know, how they generate so much horsepower and how intricate kind of all the spark plugs and everything is. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, plus the uh, all of the features, everything is about speed, uh, wind and all of that. And, and the slightest little deviation uh, changes things. Uh, people like in the old before they NASCAR went to this next gen car, they would put a piece of tape. A little B square piece of tape on the front grill that would change the the their aerodynamics to a grip, and I'm like, how's that possible? Uh, but so yeah, it, it, in auto well, racing, will be phenomenal. coming up right in late July. You know, maybe you can get a credential for that. Uh, well, I will be. I'll, I'll be home probably, so I won't be elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, great weekend, a great holiday weekend. What else was going on? Uh, lots of basketball. We'll talk to Kyler Staley about that later. Uh, but, uh, hey, oh, damn. See, already off on the wrong day. Um, th- that's going to happen all week. Uh, this seems like Monday. Uh, but uh, where were they this week? Oh, yeah, the, the Nike EYBL was happening down in Louisville. Uh, so we'll check into that uh, probably tomorrow. But uh, nothing, nothing new and exciting. That would kind of suck. To have to play basketball over the holiday, over that holiday weekend, and it would really suck to have to cover it. Some people love it, man. They, you know, hardcore hoop heads. But uh, how about uh, the uh, Boston Celtics going to the NBA Finals? Pretty dramatic finish there with the Miami Heat. Should Jimmy Butler have taken the shot or not, or should he have driven to the hoop? I guess that was a big. Uh, uh, Jawan Morgan. Jawan Morgan's got a shot to get a ring, baby. Yeah. Not not Romeo Langford. Jerwan Morgan. Yeah, Romeo didn't stick around. Obviously got traded. And um, Al Horford, who a guy who I covered for at Florida back in 2007, very happy for him. He had gone to like 140 playoff games without uh, reaching Did he play for the Pacers? No, nah, he played uh, obviously for um, the Atlanta Hawks. He played for Boston, then Philadelphia, and now Boston again. But, uh, yeah, that was a little surpriser. I, Miami kind of had that one locked down, it seemed, you thought. Uh, yeah. But the Celtics going back to the finals. So good Boston for them. Golden State to face the Splash Brothers. That's going to be a Golden State putting together that uh, dynasty uh, that Steve Kerr is coaching. You know, that's uh, they'll be going for their fourth title. So. And Juwan Morgan has gotten playing time in, in these playoffs. I've seen him on the floor. And so looking forward to see if he gets on the floor again for the finals. Also, uh, I've mentioned that Will Sheehy is a part of the, not the Golden State NBA team coaching staff, but I believe he is on the coaching staff for the uh, Golden State G League system now. So uh, got a, there's an IU combination there. Lots more coming up here on the program today. Mike DeCourcy, of course, as I 
start to get my Tuesday bearing straight. Kevin Brockway with us from CNHI, as always, co-hosting. Plenty more coming up from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, brought to you by our good friends at BB's Market. You know, you can visit them. Visit bbsmarket.com. You can just go online and order some great steaks. They've got unbelievable amounts of sausages, the greatest in, in-house made products as well. And all you can do that all through the Wild Club, which you can join. It's your Apple app or Google App Store. Make sure you go there and sign up for free. Back for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a Southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Capello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of Southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The sun is out, the birds are chirping, and the fairways are emerald green at the Golf Club in Eagle Point, Bloomington's premier public golf course and dining experience. Book your golf outing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, complete with a menu of food and beverages from Psalms on the Point. Psalms on the Point offers a variety of food and beverage packages for on- and off-site catering for the greater Bloomington area. To book your next tea time or reserve your next dining or catering experience, call 812-824-4040 or visit EaglePoint.com. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington, an exceptional golf and dining experience. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. 
You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Feast Market and Cellar. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you on this Tuesday post Memorial Day holiday weekend. Mike DeCourcy from Sporting News joins us now. How are you, sir? I am very well, Jim. How are you? Great, Kevin Brockway with me as always. Got his Mets hat on. He's a Looking little he's very messy happy. today. <laughs> yeah, he's he's happy 30, for the moment. 33 and 17, nine and a half up. We I don't know if our franchise can blow it or not, but I'll I'll celebrate uh, <laughs> while while we can, you know. What do you mean you don't know if they can? It's will they or not? There's no if. <laughs> <laughs> it's will they or not, but the Mets rolling. Uh, yeah, we didn't mention this. The Reds, baby, are no longer the worst team in baseball. They are the co-worst team in baseball, along with the Kansas City Royals. Who So the Reds have worked their way up to have a co-leader at the bottom. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's quite an achievement. Uh, it, they, they also uh, nearly... Uh, nearly had a second no-hitter on Sunday. Uh, although this one they managed to blow in a conventional fashion uh, where they gave up six runs in the fall in the inning after after uh, Tyler Molly got replaced rather than just go ahead and no-hit the Pirates all the way and still lose. So it was a little bit more conventional. I don't know if I've ever seen a team that's having as horrible a season as the Reds are but have as many bright moments in that short, horrible season as they have had. It's yeah. so funny. I'm like going, they'll have a great game here, uh, th- like that, a uh, pitching performance or whatever. Uh, what was the game they scored like a 1,000 runs in last week? 20 right. hits, 20 hits and 20 runs against the Cubs. I'm like, save so some of that. Uh, in his hometown to win a game, that, 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 was, you know, that was another one. Uh, <sighs> so, but uh, uh, it's still not pretty. Yeah, uh, but oh well, there's there's that. So I don't, I'm not expecting them to make any kind of a run. The Indiana baseball team had a great end of the season. Hopefully it's something they can build on for next year. They had a bad season, but they won uh, a ton of, I think, four consecutive Big Ten series leading into the Big Ten tournament. They played Maryland to lead off the, the top seed, lost to them in extra innings, won the next game, then faced Maryland again and then beat them in extra innings. So, uh, But then they ended up losing their next game, and they're out. But a great end-of-the-season run for them, so there's that. But that's over. Uh, we're heading towards summer now, Mike. Yes, we are. Oh, and, oh, I, now i got to bring up, though, the, the big soccer the Premier League Championship over the weekend that I didn't get to watch, but I kept up with. And I knew that Zach Osterman was all over that. I can't wait to talk to him on Friday. Uh, But I saw that they were shooting tear gas at Liverpool fans before the game. And I'm like, wait a minute, this happens afterwards during celebrations. I've never heard of being anyone being tear gas before an event. Yeah, this was the UEFA Champions League final against Real Madrid. And 
there there have been a lot of reports about uh, from from people who were caught up in this about how the entry to the stadium was severely restricted, uh, almost irrationally so, uh, that it created bottlenecks. They had one gate open for Liverpool fans to go through, uh, according to the the the, uh, the accounts I've read. They had one one uh, one gate open, so it was really hard to get through. So it created uh, dangerous bottlenecks. Uh, I mean, they they came really close to having another crushing situation, and it was you know, and it, and it, it was the the fans ultimately who realized like if we don't cool it, uh, this could happen, and so things calmed down. Uh, and as a result of the uh, of the delay, they of the, of the uh, Difficulty getting the fans into the stadium. They delayed the game by more than 35 minutes. The start of the game by more than 35 minutes. And every account that I've read has not been flattering to the French authorities. And I, I could you if you could probably find it on Twitter where there were people there were there's video of people going through the turnstiles in the way that you would enter the Great American Ballpark or or wherever you're going through the turnstiles and then being pepper sprayed after they legally entered the the stadium uh it was it was really really sad to watch and it, it's something that there there are going to be a lot of investigations about this but what does it fix does it you know does it mean that uh that france doesn't get a, a, another uh, champions league final for a while well they don't those things get get rotated a lot anyway uh so you probably wouldn't be going back to paris for another 10 12 years anyway I mean, Istanbul has it coming up next year, uh, and the last time they hosted was 2005. So that shows you how it gets rotated around to different places. So I'm not sure what the punishment for them would be if it's proven that 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 the French authorities reacted, uh, acted and reacted horribly. Uh, and that does seem to be, uh, based on the accounts on the ground, it does seem that, that uh, this was handled really badly. Uh, by uh, by the the French authorities who were governing the entrance to the stadium, uh, the Stade de France. It, it seems like it, this kind of stuff only happens at soccer events. Why is that? Well, I think that the reason is, first of all, it, is that that's basically the only sport that's played worldwide at a high level. I mean, it's not like basketball to a lesser extent, but it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it's well played in Spain and Italy and, and Greece. Uh, but it's not as, you know, it's not as, um, it's, it's not as passionate a thing for, for sports fans elsewhere. Um, and, and so that, so when things happen badly, I mean, it's not like we've never had difficulties here uh, especially with court stormings and things like that. We've had some really bad outcomes with those here. Um, but, and we, you know, there, there was the circumstance in 2010 when uh, the Steelers played the, uh, the, the, the Packers in the Super Bowl and, uh, and cool. the, the stadium sold like 5,000 tickets that all of a sudden the seats couldn't be found on the day of the game. So we've had a few things happen like that here. Uh, but I think that uh, the, I think there's a history uh, based on uh, on on the setup in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s that that weren't good, 
uh, setups were not good. Uh, lo- lots of stadiums didn't have seats, didn't have assigned seats. And so you had this constant jostling for the best viewing areas. And so gradually Europe moved toward more of an American style where assigned seats were more, in, you know, everybody had an assigned seat and therefore it was less likely to produce something like that. But that history, you know, it, it stays with you. Uh, uh, and so people sometimes overreact to circumstances like Saturday. Uh, oh, we've got Liverpool. They had uh, two of these crushing disasters in their history. So we got to be super extra careful. And then you end up creating a situation that's worse than if you just let everybody come into the stadium the way they're supposed to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we just had an event this weekend in Indianapolis that had 325,000 people yet. No problem. No, no, no issues. So that's, that's the thing. That's the largest spectator sporting event in the world. And I mean, I'm sure they got problems here and there. I guarantee you got drunk people. There's no doubt, especially with the snake pit, but in general, it's Kevin talked about getting there early. Uh, and getting a seat yeah. and all that stuff. It's just a different setup, it seems. Uh, like I said, I'm amazed, though, that, like I said, they let the fans, or certain fans, I guess, that pay money get so close to the track and to the cars, you know what I mean? Like, what if some got, you know, and I know they have a little bit of security there, but what if some, like, idiot decides you're to run and Kevin, damage the car? You keep saying that, you're going to ruin that for everybody. They're not going to be able to get to do that anymore. <laughs> you keep talking about it like that. But it amazes me. It would be like walking on the practice court of the Final Four as people are shooting. That's what it. That's what it felt like to me. It was kind of weird, like how close you could get to the cars and so forth. It was. It was neat though. But it was really cool that. I think that that's part had, of the reason that you have the draw that it does. It it gives them that connection that you yep. can't have in other places. I agree. You know, I, agree. I, I thought it was neat. I thought it was pretty savvy that they do that. I will say this, Jim, uh, there seems to be a special, and I, I wonder whether this contributed to what happened on Saturday. France is really uptight about the existence of the secondary ticket market. Because when, when I, my wife and I vacationed in France in 2019, it, my, I wanted to see the Women's World Cup. And so my wife said, hey, why don't we uh, go to the French Open while we're there? So I go on the uh, Roland Garros website and... And there's no tickets for sale. This is like December, January, because we're planning ahead. No tickets for sale, tickets available in March. You know, that's not much planning time, right? And so I went to a broker and bought two tickets to uh, to the men's semifinals, uh, which coincided with when we were going to be there. And then they said, you'll, you know, you'll get your tickets, you know, once they go on sale. So when we went up to the turnstile, we gave them our you know, we gave more tickets and they said, no, 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 you got to go over there to the ticket office. So they basically scolded us for buying tickets through a secondary site. And, you know, I mean, and scared the heck out of us because we thought they weren't going to let us in the stadium. And we paid, because you know, I, it wasn't cheap um, for the tickets. And I, so I, I wonder if they were doing that at all to the Liverpool fans who might have bought their, theirs through a secondary market type site Um there's no like this is 2022 i mean there's certain things that shouldn't exist anymore you shouldn't be worried about people buying tickets off a secondary market there are like seven of them in the u.s that have you know very familiar names and you shouldn't have a blackout for indianapolis on the indianapolis 500 
That's that is just ridiculous. And Boy, you, we're going to we're going to have that discussion. We had it once already, but we'll have that one again. Good for you. I'm You're good. one of the few that are willing to stand up and say that this is wrong. I did not see enough of that in the Indianapolis media leading up. And in fact, I didn't even realize it until RTV did an article on Thursday or Friday because I'd been seeing promos all month for the fact that race was going to be on the NBC affiliate, but the NBC affiliate didn't have any uh, designation that it wasn't going to be live. Not that I saw. Uh, So I didn't even know about the blackout until two days before. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I know we're, are we getting close to break yet? I know we're getting close because I don't want to go ahead. We'll go ahead and take a break. Cause when we come back, we'll talk about that again. Uh, we'll set that up, but yeah, 325,000 people, not enough. Yeah, that's a discussion I'm going to have. Got the great Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, as well as the great Kevin Brockway, K-Bro, Mets fan, super fan from CNHI. Back with us right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. The sun is out, the birds are chirping, and the fairways are emerald green at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, Bloomington's premier public golf course and dining experience. Book your golf outing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, complete with a menu of food and beverages from Psalms on the Point. Psalms on the Point offers a variety of food and beverage packages for on- and off-site catering for the greater Bloomington area. To book your next tea time or reserve your next dining or catering experience, call 812-824-4040 or visit EaglePoint.com. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington, an exceptional golf and dining experience. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, Comfort Food with a Southern Charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of Southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. 
Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. It is Tuesday after the Memorial Day holiday weekend, and I hope you guys had a great, great weekend. And uh, you've got a short week, so uh, you get to get back to the weekend again. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News with me, as is, as always, Kevin Brockway from CNHI. Um, earlier mike uh kevin and i talked about indy five kevin was there i was gone this weekend but three hundred and twenty-five thousand people one of the i i don't know i'd have to look at the list that's got to be up there in one of the top five attendance records of all time of any sporting event in the entire world and yet that's not enough for the people of indianapolis who have supported that race and do support that race to get to watch it I was able to watch it because I wasn't there. That's not very fun. I don't think that's very fair. I think it's ridiculous. But 325,000 people, what is enough? You know, Jim, I, I, as I said, I was unaware of the blackout until either Thursday or Friday when uh, the ABC affiliate in Indianapolis, WRTV, did an article online about the fact that it was blacked out and that you could, uh, if you... Uh, purchased Peacock's uh, service, watch it on Peacock. Um, and I, and to that point, had been unaware of it. Uh, I'd been assuming all uh, all month that I would be able to watch it live based on the fact that we'd watched it live last year, the year before. Uh, I, I, I understand that it was different circumstances, but I just uh, had no reason to believe because no one was saying that it was blacked out. Uh, that I just assumed that we had moved past that piece of prehistory, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I, in 1972, uh, living in Pittsburgh, I did not get to see the Immaculate Reception. And so some of this may still result from the bitterness 50 years later of not getting to see that play live. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ridiculous convention. I mean, I think we're at the point now where we understand that, one, uh, that – a live television broadcast has almost no uh, impact on a gate attendance for any sporting event in this country. It just doesn't have an impact. We still have full NFL stadiums in, in, in you know, all across the country. Uh, on occasion, we don't because the teams are bad and the fans are mad. But it's not because, oh, goody, we get to watch it on TV. We don't want, you know, if, you're, if your team is bad and your fans are mad, they don't want to watch it anywhere. Uh, so they don't go. And a lot of times those tickets are already sold. Uh, it, it, it doesn't have an impact. We still have full houses at Allen Fieldhouse and Cameron Indoor Stadium. And uh, you sell more than 100,000 seats for college football games at Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, multiple other schools selling more than 100,000, even, even though those are on live television. And we have the IMS still clinging to this antiquated notion that if they allow you to watch it on TV, then you won't come to the, to the track. Now, here's the thing, okay? One, Louisville, it, they, don't, they aren't blacked out for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you get to watch that live, and you still have over 200,000 people packing that place, finding every nook and cranny 
to get in to watch the Kentucky Derby. And that's only a two hour, a two, two minute race and they still come. And, and then you have the circumstance where we had two years, one where no one could go and one where the crowd was limited and the game and the, and the race was broadcast live here. And what was the reaction of the city of Indianapolis to that, the region? What was the reaction? They went out and bought 300 some thousand tickets. I, at some point, you have to wake up and realize that your that your concepts, your ideas are antiquated and don't work anymore. And yet they continue to do it. And I honestly don't think they get enough pushback for that. I'm glad you guys complained about it. I haven't seen enough on it. As I said before, I haven't seen enough from the Indianapolis media in terms of complaint about that. The city of Indianapolis, the region of Indianapolis, uh, the Indianapolis region, the 317, it supports the Indianapolis 500 in extraordinary fashion. And in response to that, the IMS says, who cares? Too bad for you. If you don't have a ticket in your hand, we don't care about you. Yeah, I don't understand the fact that Indianapolis, it's an event. And you go there to be a part of the event. You can't see all of the race anyway. You can't see, I mean, what, 80% of the tickets can't see the finish. You're in certain areas. There's, the like I talked about, the snake pit. They're not there to see the damn race at all. They don't see a single car. Um, and you're there to be a part of the pageantry. You're there to hear uh, the songs at the beginning, uh, come home Indiana. Um, you're, you're there for all of that. And they're not there to because you can't see it, really. It's just being there. It's the fun of being in that environment that you can't get from watching on TV, that right. you will not get from watching on TV. So to me, anybody that is there is there because they want to be a part of the event, not because they want to be able to watch every bit of the race. You can't see it. They're going to go home and watch it, maybe. But they're not there to watch the race. They're there to be a part of the event, in my opinion. Chip, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question, Jim: Is the Kentucky Derby blacked out in Louisville? No, as Mike just said, absolutely not. Never has been. Never will be. It is always. And they haven't. There have been years where, for whatever reason, the, the crowds dipped or whatever. Does not affect it. It's on live every race all day. As a matter of fact, it's carried by a local news station or a local network affiliate up until a certain, or it used to be carried by a local affiliate up until a certain point, and they would take over for Derby. I, I think now uh, NBC has the contract, and they have it for most of the day, right. uh, but the local affiliate is still involved. So, no, and it's done from the inside out, basically. Uh, uh, it, it's a complete opposite take as Indianapolis has. You know, let me make this clear. I, I, this is not about me, okay? Um, when I started complaining about it on Twitter uh, Thursday or Friday, I, I had people come back at me, oh, just pay your four ninety five, and you can watch the race. And it's not about that. First of all, I'm already a subscriber to Peacock because they carry Premier League games that I can't get all the time. You know, I can't always see Liverpool on, on USA or whatever. Sometimes they're just put on Peacock. So I'm paying the $4.95 a month already. So I had access to the race. So it's not about me. It's about the people who can't afford Peacock or or, or don't know about it. 
you know, who, who maybe only have the, you know, the over the air channels uh, on their, uh, on their antenna. Uh, it's about the, it's about the, what's right uh, relative to the community that puts so much into the Indianapolis 500 and shouldn't be affronted in that way. Certainly not about me. Uh, like I said, I, I had access to the race on Sunday if I wanted it uh, because I had Peacock. Uh, and it, you shouldn't be re- required if you live here to have to sign up for it. And, and, and here's the other thing. IMS fought against that. They, they didn't want Peacock to be able to show it here. Uh, Peacock said they couldn't, uh, they, that they had, didn't have the technology to, to, to black out a certain p- portion of the country. Oh, now that really that really angers me. Then that they fought to not even allow people to purchase because they're not getting a piece of that four dollars and ninety nine cents. They they're getting uh, whatever their contract says, but it doesn't go up if you know if let's say if ten thousand people decided to pay the four ninety five for this month, I don't think their payment goes up uh, for that. But uh, it's it's why it's wrong. Uh, it, it's about what's right and wrong uh, for the sports fans of a particular community that put a lot into uh, IMS uh, and into uh, in, into this race, this this event uh, that's a point of civic pride. It should be something that it that to which the entire community is invited in instead of oh no, you don't have a ticket, so we don't care about. Yeah, I think the Indianapolis media is going to have to – it's going to take the Indianapolis media to put that pressure on. Uh, I'm no one. I, I can't – nothing I say matters. But it, the WTHR, for one, whoever is the network carrying it, they did that a nice – uh, yeah, yeah. They did a nice fluff piece on, I saw on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, did you ask him about his ignorance, arrogance, and whatever of blacking out the, the race? Uh, nice little fluff piece, but no one asking that question. And I don't understand that because, it, to me, it is the most obvious question. You're, that's being greedy. I mean, I know he's a great businessman, and maybe I don't want to say he saved the track, but he's you know building it up better than ever. But I think you could do both at the same time and not piss off the community along the way. Yeah, I, I just I, you know I look at uh, at the history of that race and. Uh, and it's it's always been pretty strong. Uh, and, you know, and I understand that there were periods when it dipped, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't affected by the blackout. Um, you know, the, the, the dip periods, it was still blacked out and it did and it still dipped because the 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 the, uh, the series lost its way. Uh, you know, that that whole split between card and all that. You know that the series lost its way for a long period of time. But now it's back. It's got you know, it's got some momentum. And so it's not going to be affected by that. I, I just think they can do better. And, and I, I, you know, I think uh, Mr. Penske is the owner now. Uh, I, I, I would think that some, you know, a new owner should have new ideas. And that's, that should be number one on the list. Uh, the people that come here, too, there are, whether they are Indiana Hoosiers or from wherever, as Ross points out, he, he's got a, he was there and said the couple next to me has been coming for 20 years from Washington State, people. <laughs> do you have any idea how far there is away? I, do. I hope you're. I know that you guys do, but I'm like listeners, get your map out. That's on the far northwest part of this United States. I can tell you how far it was. That was my last TV job, so I can tell you exactly how far it is away. I felt like I was on another country, uh, in another country then. But that's these people. This has been it's generational. I know that 
if I have friends that's been generational grandfathers and, and, and this goes to the next year, it's a family thing. Um, and a ton of Indiana families, but obviously for those not even in Indiana. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, this is, are there any other, I know this used to be a common thing with, well, if it doesn't sell out, we're going to black it out. Does this happen anywhere else anymore? I mean, has this pretty much been eliminated? The NCAA stuff is eliminated because of the, the tournament. They get the money, uh, the finals, uh, none of that. That used to happen, but it doesn't anymore to my knowledge. I can't think of anything else. The only, the only somewhat similar thing is Major League Blackout rules uh, relative to their uh, their extra innings package. Like I saw a complaint last night from an old college friend who wanted to watch the Dodgers play the Pirates last night, but it was blacked out because MLB has decided that the Padres are the local team for Las Vegas and not the Dodgers. Now, don't explain. Don't ask me to explain that, but that's how they've done it. So their blackout rules are ridiculous. But and it, like, if you're in LA and the Dodgers are on, they're they're on TV. If, if the Dodgers are playing and they're at Dodger Stadium, and you live in Santa Monica, it's not blacked out. Whether it's a third full or or you know or standing room only, the game's on TV, and that's the way it is in every sport now in America, really. Uh, there are very few blackouts like this. It just doesn't happen any longer. I'm surprised the Holmans actually started this. Uh, Chris says you can't blame Penske. This is the way it's always was. Well, yes, you can. He's the owner. He makes yeah, the call. Yeah, he can change it that's today. A, that's the exactly. Yeah. That's that's exactly who you blame. He is the guy who makes that call. So, but I it's also not the way it always was, Jim. Let me point this out. It for a long time, and you know when I covered auto racing in the late '80s, um, it was it was a it was blacked out everywhere, essentially. And it was tape delayed to prime time and broadcast at eight o'clock uh, or whatever, prime time. And so that was, so it wasn't always this way. Eventually they decided to, to, to make it like every other sporting event and carry it live uh, because the, maybe it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't enough to carry a, a tape delayed broadcast anymore. So NBC has it live all across the country. So it should be live here, just the same. And if it, 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 look, if if uh, THR wants to then broadcast it again in prime time because they think it's good for their ratings, go for it. But it should be live here in the Indianapolis area. Uh, it's it's just that that's just that idea is an idea that was that, that turned to be antiquated fifty years ago after the Immaculate Reception. I think it was the following year that the NFL said, "You know what? We're not doing this anymore." Now, if you sell it out. You can have it on. And then ultimately, we're to the point now where there's essentially no NFL blackouts anymore. Daytona, I'm quite certain they don't have a blackout for the Daytona 500. Yeah, that I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I haven't investigated that. And I don't know whether they do. I doubt it. Uh, but uh, I, I was curious about the Derby because to me, the Derby is, you know, timing is no. close, very similar and so I looked into that and and, and heard that. Uh, yeah, that it, it is it is the opposite. The local affiliates are broadcasting all day, uh, so they're broadcasting right into the homes of the people that they're talking about. So there there there's the exact model that says IMS, you're full of crap. The Kentucky Derby does the exact opposite. They the local networks broadcast to people, and they still come. Uh, that's for the people who aren't coming. Uh, the people are coming, are coming. If you're not, you're not. Whether it's on TV, 
no bearing whatsoever. Um, I agree, it's terrible. Uh, what else is going on with with, with you? I know we've uh, we've covered soccer, we've covered IMS. What else is new? Well, the NBA draft is coming up uh, uh, yeah. in a few weeks. Uh, I think today. Uh, this is the thirty first. If I uh, yeah, today. Uh, it, uh, well, actually, it's to, I, I I'll, I'll be honest. I can't remember if it is today at midnight, like June first at you know twelve twelve oh one a.m. or if it's midnight. On June, like at the end of June first, I can't. The I can't, deadline. I'm not sure yep. about the technicality there, but that's the deadline to withdraw from the draft. We're seeing players start to uh, funnel out now. Uh, going back to college, there's still a few out there who could go either way, uh, and you know that'll be interesting to watch over the next 24 hours to see if you know how many people follow Trace Jackson Davis back into another year of NCAA basketball. Well, and the Hoosiers are looking uh, pretty good in that regard, but we've talked about they get him back, but they had him last year, so they've still got some some things to do. <laughs> some work they, to yeah, do. Let me say this. You're right. But I had a friend uh, in, the, in the business who emailed me uh, his list of top players in college, um, uh, you know, presuming some people coming back. And, um, and when I looked at that list, I'm like, man, Trace is really close to the top. I mean, it, like – he could be one, two, three. So, yeah, they, they still need to improve at some things. You know, we've talked about the wings and the shooting and that sort of thing. And hopefully they, you know, some of the freshmen can contribute there. But it's what you have to remember is while you are trying to improve and hopefully improving, others are going the other way. I mean, Duke lost five, four or five guys. We're still waiting for Trevor, Trevor Keels' final decision. But whether he comes back or not, they're not going to have Bancaro. They're not going to have – uh, they're, they're not going to have Wendell Moore. Uh, so they're, you know, uh, Mar- uh, they're not going to have uh, Mark Williams, their terrific center. So it, it, others are going this way. The one, one team that isn't, to an extent, is North Carolina. Uh, but they had a big miss over the weekend. They were really counting on, at least their fan base, was counting on getting Matthew Meyer uh, from Baylor to sort of fill the Brady Manic role. That was so important to Carolina being great last year and making the championship game. And Matthew decided to end up in Champaign. Uh, that was that was a big uh, outcome over the weekend that will uh, that possibly will help Illinois become outstanding uh, or better, uh, and will you know maybe take a little chunk out of what Carolina is capable of achieving next year if they don't find uh, a great replacement for uh, for Brady Manick. Well, what, Mike, what about Michigan with Diabate? Is he still on the fence? Because I know you got Hunter Dickinson back and or Caleb Houston. Where are they right now? Yeah, I, that's those are two guys I think that we're watching very closely. Uh, uh, Diabate and Houston are, you know, they, they are really the difference. If they return, as I expected that they would after the season, uh, if they return, I think Michigan's top five in the country. Uh, I, I really like what they have if they have those two guys, because I think Diabate is ready to take a big step. And I mean, Houston just has to become a more consistent shooter. And I, I think I think both of those guys need another year of college basketball and would benefit greatly. I, I, I could see Diabate being taken late in the first round. I just can't see Houston at this point. Uh, but I think Diabate has potential uh, if he develops uh, to be lottery level and i don't see that happening in this draft 
Where do you see Indiana next year starting the season? I think they're a top 20 team to start the year. I don't know until I really get to see them and see how the added guards are going to help out. But uh, And as you just talked about, they they got a little bit better, but other teams are not as, as good. But I, I think that they're a top 20 team. I, I don't think that they're a top five team like you just mentioned about Michigan because they don't have – quite those proven pieces that Michigan would have. Uh, and top 20 is pretty good, but I, I think that's, that's where they are for me right now. Yeah, I think that's a fair, uh, I think it's a fair belief to say that they are top 25, top 20 type team. Uh, but that, you know, it depends on a couple things. Uh, as we've mentioned before, uh, the perimeter shooting has to be better than it was last year. Uh, they have to be more dynamic on the perimeter. Uh, not at, not the point. They don't need to be more dynamic there. They've got one of the most dynamic point guards in college basketball. Xavier needs to be a little more consistent as a player and a person, uh, but uh, but they, they've got all the dynamism they need at that position. But the wings have to be better. You can't be a great defensive team. I tried to tell Kentucky fans this for the last month of last year. Uh, you can't You can't be a great defensive team without dynamic wing play. Guys who are big and long can move. Uh, if you don't have that, it's really hard to defend uh, at the highest level. So I, I do think that um, I, I do think that's a place where they need to be better. But you know, I mean, you you put out uh, you know Hood Shafino, I think is six five six six. Uh, you know that right away. If you you can, if you can pair him with Xavier Johnson, you can attack from two positions, and you automatically have more dynamism uh, at that second guard spot. Uh, it, again, he has to prove he's capable and ready to do that. Uh, and then if you have a healthy Trey Galloway on the other side, now you're attacking from three spots and you're more dynamic there. Uh, I, I, you know, I, and I think you can run offense there really well. Uh, but again, and, and, and the Trey as well has to continue to work on his shot. Cause if he wants to play those 30 minutes a game that everything else about his game says he's capable of doing, he's got to be able to shoot in the thirties. Uh, on a reasonable number of attempts for for Indiana to afford to have him out there. And that's what the summer is for. It, it, he certainly uh, has the capacity to become a shooter in the level that I talked about. But Mike, here's the here's one thing that Hood – I'm sorry to interrupt you. Here's the one thing no. that Hood Shafino can do as well from based on what I saw in Fort Myers uh, this spring is um, you could sick him on a guy like Johnny Davis at the end of the game and he'll – be in front of him and shut him down. I think that's where Hood Shafino's value is going to be really good. That's what they kind of lacked in Big Ten play, that perimeter defender that could really lock someone down. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I think that uh, if, if he can make shots, uh, again, you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to have two Steph Currys on the wing, uh, but you have to have some ability to make three-point shots. And obviously if you're shooting high 30s, low 40s, that makes you that much better. But the baseline's got to be 32-33 for anybody that you're starting and playing 30 minutes on the wing. Mike, what's coming up next for you? I am on my way to Cincinnati for tomorrow night. Uh, U.S. Soccer has a friendly against Morocco at TQL Stadium. Uh, so this is they, they have two games in, the, in this week, today and Sunday, against other World Cup teams to sort of you know, get themselves ready to play that level of competition in November. And then they have a couple of games after that in what they call the CONCACAF Nations League. Really not that, not that important at this stage. 
to play two low-level opponents they shouldn't have much trouble with. But these two, even though they're just friendly games, uh, exhibition games, uh, they're still important for the U.S. to sort of get to get themselves together. They're going to be missing some injured guys, some some key injured guys, but they've got enough of their core group together to sort of start to build toward the, the World Cup in November. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, we appreciate you, brother. Look forward to Thanks. doing it again next week. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Kevin. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you, sir. We've got more coming up here on Indiana Sports Feed, brought to you by our good friends at Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford. Great place to catch a game and have a great meal. We're back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The sun is out, the birds are chirping, and the fairways are emerald green at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, Bloomington's premier public golf course and dining experience. Book your golf outing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, complete with a menu of food and beverages from Psalms on the Point. Psalms on the Point offers a variety of food and beverage packages for on- and off-site catering for the greater Bloomington area. To book your next tea time or reserve your next dining or catering experience, call 812-824-4040 or visit EaglePoint.com. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington, an exceptional golf and dining experience. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. 
If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. This segment is brought to you by Remax Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pros team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you here on this Tuesday. What is the weather like? Back in Bloomington, okay, bro. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was hot yesterday, but uh, it's still breezy enough where it's not humid and it's comfortable and you can go outside and walk around and so forth. But it's it's been great. You know, blue skies, uh, chamber of commerce weather here in uh, lovely B-Town. Uh, anytime you can get no humidity, that's a bonus. That is definitely not the case uh, where I am right now. All kinds of baseball sectionals happened over the weekend. That's a fun part about Memorial Day is the baseball sectionals. Uh, so if any of your teams won, uh, congratulations. All kinds of uh, baseball happening over the weekend. Uh, we also announced the field for the uh, NCAA tournament, and uh, only two Big Ten teams made it. Michigan, uh, didn't they get the automatic bid from winning the Big Ten tournament? And then, of course, Maryland is hosting a regional, and uh, – Indiana, of course, didn't make it. Rutgers got snubbed, I thought. You know, they had a great year and didn't But quite it's kind of funny that Maryland makes it. Maryland should have been taken out. And they were taken out early, but it they were basically taken out by Indiana almost yeah. twice. They they lost to them in extra innings. The first Indiana lost the first extra inning game against Maryland, but then they beat them in extra the twice. Yeah. So Maryland Won one game in that tournament, and that was the extra inning game against Indiana, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Indiana, though, finishes the year under 500 for uh, college baseball. Relied on a lot of young pitching that didn't really come through. I mean, you give up 30. How do you give up 30 runs in a college baseball game to Iowa? Give up 30 hits. And (laughs) and, uh, that's how you give up 30 runs. They, that the pitching obviously was inconsistent all year for them, but uh, but but maybe, yeah, yeah, but when you're relying on that youth, that's going to happen. And but they also had four freshmen that were recognized as the top freshmen in the conference, so that bodes very well for Indiana's future. And you know what? This is a year you just get you just get beat on. It was like when my daughter was playing when she was young and playing soccer, and they were always playing up all the time, and they're always. You're getting beat. I said, don't worry. It pays off later. You're playing people that are better than you. You're not expected to win. Uh, it pays off later. And I think that's a situation. I'm not saying that they're not expected to win, but right now they're relying on a lot of the young talent. And that's 27 that's and 32, pretty, 10 and 14 in the conference. That's what they finished up this year. I mean, that's a hell of a recovery, though, from where they were. They The, the start they out. They started 2 and 7 or something in the league. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up into the year winning, what, four straight Big Ten Series? Uh, well, no, they got swept by Iowa at the end of the year. Well, and but, they won four out of five or something. They had a great run at the end. They won, Well, they they won. They went two and two in the Big Ten tournament. They lost 
three to Iowa to close the year where they gave up 30, 12, and then they lost two to one, but they, uh, but they did before that, they had a nice run where they had four straight series before the Iowa series. And then they went two and two in the big 10 tournament, beat Maryland, beat, uh, Illinois eight to one. So, uh, you know, something to build upon, you know, but they got to get the pitching figured out. And I don't know how much of it's young pitchers, the pitching coach, what have you, but, uh, they've got to get that, uh, figured out for next year. What was your favorite part of, uh, Indy? My favorite part was, uh, no, just walking the track in like the, before the race. I thought that was just really neat. That was really cool. Just being able to kind of take in that whole atmosphere and, then they played that song, that Indiana song. It wasn't, uh, you know, the Indiana fight song that Martha the Mop Lady does, but it was. it's another Indiana song, like My Home, Indiana, or whatever, or, you know, kind of sound like my old Kentucky home, but it was like my Indiana home or something. I don't know. Somebody please tell him what he's talking about. <laughs> back, back home again in Indiana. It used to be, it was forever, that was saying at, the track by Jim Neighbors, an Indiana okay. native. Uh, of course, he died a few years ago and is no longer able to do it. Cover pile, yeah. Yeah, for, for years, years, he's got that deep black hole of the gun in Indiana. Yeah. Very deep baritone voice. You think about state home state songs, though. You've got, obviously, Country country Roads, West Virginia. That's a great one. John Denver, well, This right? is a state song. It's the state and, song. But I'm talking, about like good, I'm talking about good state songs like that people recognize. Um, you talking and, about songs that were released commercially? This is not a commercially released song. No, it and, was, not on, and it was also, not on the Billboard's uh, Top 20. Also, if you remember the show tune, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the rain. It's Oklahoma, where the waving wheat. So we got those two songs, and then you have this. Indiana that was written. Song it was written for a damn play by some playwright. Okay. This is an actual state song. All right. You know, some st- every state has their state song yeah. uh, that was written as the state song back, you know, in the eighteen hundreds. And then I remember at Rupp Arena they used to play "Old Kentucky Home" or whatever. You know what I mean for the uh, my old Kentucky home. Yeah, my old that's, Kentucky home for. That's how come they, well, how come they don't do this song at the Indiana basketball games? How come they do the fight song instead of the? Back home in Indiana song for the Indiana. Well, the back home, in, back home again in Indiana song is the state song for everybody, yeah, for, for the everybody. entire state. So Indiana is doing Indiana's song, like yeah. all the other schools do their school songs. No colleges yeah. do that. But colleges, like you know, the band will play Oklahoma, and then you know, like I said, you know, at Rupp at basketball games, they used to do my old Kentucky home. That's because once again, that is. The state song. Nobody recognizes Kentucky school song and nobody cares. Okay. So they have to play something that someone recognizes. All right. Where Indiana fans not only recognize the school song song. and know it, the others as well. So they have options. How about that? How about the fact that, uh, um, who was it? Uh, award, Pato Award to finish second? Yep. His uh, competition director, did he play football for Indiana? I think uh, Ky- uh, uh, Taylor Keel. Yeah, and I remember Tom Allen was talking about that, yeah. Yes, That's what? I so I, 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 I caught on to that, and I didn't realize yeah. that now. And being a Keel, I'm going to assume he's from Columbus. Yeah. yeah. 
And I was, which, wa- you know, which I, I was, played football against the Keels when I was in high school because yeah, yeah. Columbus East was in our the Hoosier Hills Conference along with Floyd Central. So the Keel and is the Columbus, well the, the traditional power, right? Aren't they the best football team, like one of the best football teams in the state? In the conference, uh, they were they're they're very they were had been very consistent. I think that they fell off last year. I did see uh, I saw Tom Allen at the track. I did see uh, I did see him there as I was walking down the press room, and he was chanting LEO and so forth. So he was there, and he was very excited, and people recognized him. And uh, hopefully, about next season for Hoosier football, we'll see. Well, but I my point is, and I saw them talking to Taylor Keel, and he talked about that he takes a lot of. A lot of what he does, he took from Tom Allen, um, preparation and all, all this different thing. I just thought it was very, very cool that uh, I, I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, wow, uh, yeah. that one had escaped me. So I'm going to have to do a little more research and see if we can get Taylor on maybe one day. Yeah. Have you, have you looked into him? That's, yeah, that's somebody you should look into, Taylor Keel. That'd be a good story for you. Yeah, and I, I think I talked about that. I asked about that. But, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we can do something on him uh, in the next couple of months. I'm uh, working on getting uh, Kyler Staley on. He can tell us about what did go on down at the Nike EYBL in Louisville this weekend because he was there for the Hoosier.com along with uh, Keegan Nicholson, uh, both writers for the Hoosier.com. So we'll see getting him on the uh, the next segment. Because uh, uh, there was a lot of action going on down there. Uh, just, there was a lot going on this weekend. Even though it was a holiday weekend, I was just not down there, fortunately. Uh, to deal with that, but uh, the fun was at the track, man. Um, uh, and, and the weather, it just what a great weekend! And then, how many people were probably out on a boat uh, on the lake? It was just uh, everything funny. Uh, Pete said it was 64 and sunny and breezy in Minnesota. He's jumping on. Oh, we got an extra lake. Good morning, Pete. Yeah, yeah he's just giving us a break or uh. I do not think the Jim Neighbors, if Jim Neighbors was an IU graduate, that is news to me, uh, or Florence Henderson. Uh, uh, Florence Henderson, who used to sing the America is Beautiful. She is from down like by Dale. She's from Dale, Indiana. Mama Brady. Mama Brady was from Dale, Indiana. Did you ever see the movie Shakes the Clown with Bobcat Goldtweep? (laughs) No, but it already sounds funny. There is a very irreverent scene with Florence Henderson in it that's really funny. It, it, yeah, I'll yeah. just say that. It's, 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 it's very good. It does not picture her as Mama Brady, let's put it that way. And it's really funny. And it's kind of like, I think what made it funny was it was, you know, against cast of what, what she's like, you know, the wholesome Mrs. Brady. But in Shakes the Clown, she plays a, a different character, which is really funny. That's uh, hilarious. And the, op- the opening scene, which involves uh, – a record skipping again and uh, a drunken night in which uh, Bobcat eats uh, stale pizza and Florence Henderson is there. Well, I eat stale pizza all the time. Hey, we got lots more coming up. As a matter of fact, Kyler Staley from the Hoosier.com is going to jump jump on and uh, tell us what happened down at the Nike EYBL in Louisville over the weekend. We'll be back with much more. Kevin Brockway from CNHI with me back right after this. Brought to you by our good friends from Rebax Realty. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore and her two decades of experience. It could be the difference between you getting the home you want and not. Reach out to her. Cheryl at IndyHomePro.com. Back with more right after this. 
We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Que Bello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The sun is out, the birds are chirping, and the fairways are emerald green at the Golf Club in Eagle Point, Bloomington's premier public golf course and dining experience. Book your golf outing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, complete with a menu of food and beverages from Psalms on the Point. Psalms on the Point offers a variety of food and beverage packages for on- and off-site catering for the greater Bloomington area. To book your next tea time or reserve your next dining or catering experience, call 812-824-4040 or visit EaglePoint.com. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington, an exceptional golf and dining experience. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by K-Bello. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Speed Radio on this Tuesday. Post uh, Memorial Day weekend, hope everybody had a great one. Kevin Brockway from CNHI with me as always. Now we're joined by our good friend Kyler Staley from thehoosier.com. Was down in Louisville over the weekend for the Nike EYBL event. Kyler, welcome aboard, man. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, good to be back on the show. Always a pleasure. Uh, what? So how was the weekend? Who stood out? 
Yeah, uh, no, it was a good weekend. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a live period like we had expected it to be, which was pretty shocking in a way. Um, so that was a little different. But as far as guys that kind of stood out um, that Indiana's, you know, looking at, uh, TJ Power, um, they've really made a push for him now. Um, he was a big standout. And then Cohen Carr, this was his first time playing um, on the circuit because he's been out with an injury um, the past two circuits. So got to see him play. Um, Arton Page played, um, got to see him and KJ Evans. So got to see all the guys that are on that Nike circuit, uh, perform this weekend. What stands out about TJ power? Uh, I know he's a Springfield, Massachusetts kid from that area. Uh, what, uh, what in particular do you think Indiana's attracted on with him? Um, I mean, I think it's his versatility, um, and his IQ. When I look at him, it's almost like when I watch him play, it's what Mike Woodson wants Miller cop to be a more versatile scorer, um, you know, play inside and out. What's what's great about power is he can play positions one through four. Um, most of his career, he has played that post position. You know, it, it comes natural for him to have his back to the basket. But, you know, this past weekend I saw him um, try to, you know, do a little bit more face-up action. And, you know, he's working on his jump shot, his outside jumper, um, which he can hit. But, I mean, the things that stand out, you know, right away, it's his high IQ. Um the dude's got like Ivy League school grades um, right now, so very very smart player. Um, and then one is just his versatility, and you know, he's just improving and improving. And you know, I think he could come right, come in right away, and he would fit very well into Mike Woodson's system. Who else did you see that stood out over the weekend that maybe you didn't expect uh, to do so? That kind of maybe made a dent. Yeah, so I think he's kind of you know, falling off the radar just a little bit, but it's Cohen Carr. Um, like I said, this was his first time playing since uh, he had that finger injury. So he's a little rusty at times, but I mean, the dude is just mean. He is mean around the basket, very explosive. Um, he made most of his plays, you know, at the rim. Um, didn't really shoot a whole lot um, of jump shots, but, um, you know, he he was really impressive. He made probably the best highlight plays of the weekend. Um, just incredible dunks and, and, you know, worked really well around the rim. So I'm curious to see if Indiana, you know, tries to, you know, make another push at him. Again, hey, Kyle, I don't know if, quick, if you don't mind, you're having a bit of a sound issue. Would you drop out and come right back in? Yeah. Appreciate it. So while we're waiting for him to do that, uh, Kevin, who, who have you been looking at any of these guys, Kevin? What have you seen? Well, I know of like KJ Evans is a guy that number two overall. I was going to ask yeah, about but, him. I mean, that's well, a guy that's, who he's plays well, but I I just don't see Indiana's having much of a shot at him. He's for another guy from Montverde Academy, uh, but we'll ask Kyler about him. He's he's back with us. But uh, go ahead and finish what you were talking about there, Kyler. Yeah, so Cohen Carr, um, he's uh, he had a really good weekend. Um, you know, made a lot of explosive plays around the rim. Super athletic, super mean. Um, player needs to work on his jump jumper a little bit more um his shooting mechanics is a little off right now but uh as far as you know his athleticism and the way he plays around the rim really stood out to me the one thing kevin that indiana has become is or gained quickly here of late is the ability to be much much more selective uh and they have gotten much more selective uh with the talent that they are recruiting and targeting and making a, a huge difference. Obviously, we talked earlier about Trace Jackson Davis coming back and how that does make Indiana better, but also some teams not being as good as they were. Uh, this is the future of Indiana, and they are the recruiting is looking pretty solid with the guys that they have coming in already next year and who they might add. Uh, 
Kyler, who there's only going to be a, well, we don't know how many spots. We never know. Uh, but who are you thinking maybe kind of leading candidates to actually end up in Bloomington that haven't already committed? So the two that stand out to me is one TJ power. And then the other one is Arnton page. Um, yeah, I think they've really made be- a push for him. Yes. Um, unfortunately he did not have a very good weekend. Um, I watched him about three times and he, he looked very unmotivated. Um, this past weekend, uh, which is kind of a shame. I don't know if it had. Well, that's not a good sign. Having a bad weekend is yeah. uh, allowable to me, but when it's that, that, that's a problem. Yeah, not to sugarcoat it or anything, but I mean, I think it might have just been, you know, it wasn't a live period. So, you know, some kids look at it that way. You know, you're not See, playing. That, I, I definitely don't, don't like hearing that. I mean, yeah, uh, which is, is shocking to me, though, because I remember watching him in Indy and he was so active on the floor so active for a big man but i mean to go back to your original question i think it's those two and then they're going to be looking for shooting um you know another name that pops up is brady dunlap they haven't uh they haven't offered him yet but they've you know built a relationship and i'm thinking that they should get a visit you know sometime this summer with him um that's another guy so it's really you know the two forwards in power and page and then they'll be looking for somebody to come in and fill that shooting role Tyler, KJ Evans, I mean, who else is looking at him? Do you think Indiana has a legit shot? I know he is visiting right over the summer, but what's your thoughts on And was he as dominant as, you know, the number two player in the class is expected to be over the weekend? So it's weird with KJ. He plays on Team Durant. Um, it's, it's, he's kind of the odd man out on that team. Um, he's not really aggressive, you know, in a way of saying that, you know, give me the ball, let me go to work and stuff. He kind of lets his teammates do, um, do what they need to do. Um, and he just kind of, you know, if he has to make a play, he'll make a play. But as far as being dominant, he wasn't super dominant this weekend. And as far as, you know, Indiana, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Indiana is going to be in the running when it's all said and done with him. And I think, you know, from what I've heard, he told us, you know, in June, he was going to do a visit. I've kind of heard uh, rumblings that uh, that actually might not happen. Yeah, KJ so, Evans is not going to end up in Bloomington. I'm telling no. you that right now. Yeah. So just put him off your radar, which, hey, that doesn't – nothing's ever impossible, but um, that is definitely not where the tea leaves. Well, number two player in the country, why not aim big, Jim? You know what I mean? Well, I, they I'm got not saying – I think that you, you, you kind of – these coaches know what's what. There are other factors now that, that factor in. And when some of those factors are big enough that you know, yeah, not messing with that, you know when to when to cut bait. And I think that there is a situation that uh, he's a, a cut. It's time, probably just time to cut bait. That's all. Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean to not to aim high. I just think that Woodson and, and staff, he, they know where they're like, hey, you know what? That we see that that where that direction is going. We've got other things that we have to hit as well, uh, anyway. So that's where they're putting their resources. I think. Kyler. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's just you know, it's no fault of anybody else's. It's just you know, just kind of way it works out. Space. Yep. So um, that's kind of where that stands right now with him. Just like in-state, uh, I know everyone, a lot of Indiana fans, they want to see as many Indiana guys on the roster as possible. And it's not that Woodson and crew don't want that. It's just it also has to work out from a timing a timing and need standpoint. Um, Xavier Booker is not someone that they don't want, but um, that 
recruiting for whatever reason seems to be headed north. Yeah, I mean that that's another interesting name. Um, you know, everyone thought that Michigan State was going to be, you know, the top guy the, or the top team to uh, you know, get him, but I've heard that Duke has made a push and Duke is a serious candidate for him. And I have heard that Indiana has tried to make another push at him. Um, but from what I'm hearing, you know, him going to Michigan State is not as lo- not a lock as what, you know, most people thought, especially with Duke now in the picture. My question is why did Indiana They've never seemed to be in very well with him, uh, and I just uh, why is that? Do you have any thoughts? It was, it was. I, I honestly, I think it's from what he did in high school. Um, his motor has always been a question, always been, and you know, there's been times where he hasn't played the full fourth quarter from a coach's decision, just because he's not given enough effort. But I know I started noticing around sectional time, and from this point on. He looks a lot more motivated. He wants to, you know, be the best player on the floor, which he should be every game. Um, he's had a really good spring, really big spring. You know, Duke came in, offered him because of that. And like I said, they're a serious contender. Um, and now the Indiana's have seen like, okay, he's got, you know, it looks like he's got his motor back. Um, they're thinking maybe we can make another push at him to see. So, um, But is it too late? That's what I'm thinking too. I think it's a little bit too late. And I think it's going to ultimately come down to Duke and Michigan State at this point with Indiana kind of in that second tier. And they may have a little – he may be able to go into there and play and start. Uh, I'm not saying that he would, uh, but those are two programs he might be able to go to and start. I'm not sure if he's talented enough to start at either of those places. I don't know what Duke has coming back. I don't know what Michigan State has coming back. I haven't studied it enough yet. But – He's not going to start at Indiana next year. I can tell you that without equivocation. Yep, I agree. Good. And he's 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 also uh, and he's then following year, rather. So, yeah, he's also jumped a lot in the rankings as well. He's 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 about to become a five star, from what from what I've seen. So the next set of updated rankings, he could have that five star uh, title. And now we've got NIL, Kevin. So that brings a lot more potential players to the table. We haven't heard much at all about NIL from either Michigan State or Duke, which is kind of fun, ironic in this situation. Um, I'm sure that they have NIL situations running, but those are two of the schools that, that I just thought of. I haven't heard a lot about NIL from my, those two. I haven't I'm heard sure there's some collective Duke. somewhere or whatever. You know, I'm and, sure and, there are, but I haven't heard a single thing regarding those two schools, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no question. But uh, I think the interesting thing, and you brought up too with with Booker with the numbers. I mean, obviously Trace and Race will be gone next year, but you still have Geronimo and Malik Renault coming back, and uh, you know uh, maybe Logan Duncan if he continues to develop too. Yeah, so it'll, it'll still be a pretty crowded front court next year for him. Yeah, but Booker's a different player, man. Uh, Kyler can tell you he's a big guy that can play inside, but step outside and and shoot from the perimeter. Yeah, he's a he's a true stretch four in every sense of the word. He's not he's not super strong. He really needs to add some strength, um, long and lanky. But I mean, he he can stretch the floor, and it's almost like he um, prefers to shoot threes rather than work in the post at times. Which, if you're, if you're hitting them, that's great because you're doing two things: you're drawing someone away from the basket, and you're being successful there. Uh, as long as you're hitting those shots, but. If he can do that and develop that game, that's going to make him a serious big-time NBA prospect. Yep, I agree. 
Uh, who else did you see that uh, maybe we haven't talked about? Uh, maybe a, a young, I know you saw it. Was Cicely and those guys down there? They weren't there, yeah. were they? Yeah, they, they were there. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of them just because I have you know seen them a ton since the spring has started. So I tried to make a point to see the out-of-state guys. Um, the other guy that stood out, he was playing up, was Liam McNeely um, out of Texas. He's playing up. Uh, he's a 2024 playing with the 17. And he's, under- a great, he's a good – he's got a great – body he is he's uh he stands out on the court yeah no he uh he definitely has his presence felt i did notice um a little bit you know he's not as ball dominant playing up um with the older group as he was playing with his his age group but he still made some great plays really active on defense you know real smart player um he's kind of a point forward in a way um sees the floor very well and very good on the driving kickouts and stuff but he had a real solid weekend and i was really impressed to watch him play um, got to talk to him a little bit and he said, uh, he's, you know, he's really honored to have an Indiana offer on the table. Um, you know, the history with IU and he says, Mike Woodson's, you know, one of the smarter coaches out there and knows what he's talking about. So I think, you know, Indiana's going to end up having a chance to get him in the next couple of years. Kevin, I just think it's going to be extraordinarily difficult to get that dude out of Texas because Texas, Texas Tech and Baylor are Rolling when, as a matter of fact, when I personally got to see uh, see him play a few weeks back, there was uh, Baylor staff uh, sitting right there on the end line, uh, and then I know Texas has got a big whopping NIL fund going, and Texas Tech has been landing some really good players, so they're 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 going to be a hell of a team next year, I think. Uh, so I just think it's going to be really difficult to get that dude out of uh, out of Texas. Uh, but man, oh man, I love his game. Big six eight, uh, you know, wing that that can shoot, and he's he's not skinny. He's got a good build on him. Like he's he should be able to step in and take the pounding. I'm not sure he can step in and start for somebody. I don't know that, but he he can handle. The play, he can handle that 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 move up. It's not going to be a, a big acclamation for him. Well, I think the key is right winning. Right, if you're a winner next year, and if you're a, you know team makes the Sweet Sixteen, goes beyond next year, a school like Indiana, um, all of a sudden it becomes cool to be a Hoosier again, right? You know what I mean? And it becomes that national program. So maybe you can pluck a guy like Sicily out of Texas by doing that. Uh, Kenneth asked the question. This 2020 or 23 class has so many wild up and down grades in the ranking. Is the class super deep or is everyone inconsistent or just a lot of guys coming on? I I mean, I think it's a combination of both or all of the above right there. Um, You know, it's just still a work in progress right now. I think Indiana's made it clear what they want. They want, they need another post player and they're going after, um, you know, power and page. And then they also want to have shooting and they can honestly get that um, in one swoop if they were able to land TJ power um, in a way, because he's so, you know, he's so versatile um, with his back to the basket, but he can also, you know, play face up, you know, from the wing. So like I said earlier, um, he, he really looks like uh, what Mike Woodson wants Miller cop to be, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, Justin's asking, where will Logan Duncan fit in? We really haven't seen enough to determine his progression. Well, that's because he hasn't progressed enough for you to see it, I would imagine. Um, then- 
we lose him? Yeah, uh, I lost you briefly, but uh, you know the one thing we saw from Logan, what uh, when we watched him in Noblesville a couple of years ago, was good rebounder, right? Could run the floor a little bit, and um, I think that uh, you know even had a little bit of a mid range game. Um, so um, you know, but he's going to have to continue to develop. This this will be a big summer for him, I believe. Um, but there are a lot of bodies in front of him, you know, for playing time. It's going to be really hard with, uh, you know, when you're talking about Geronimo and, uh, you know, uh, obviously Renault and uh, Trace and Race coming back. Yeah, I think the big thing is uh, spot minutes for him. If he can get some spot minutes, you know, earlier in the season, I think that's that's a big sign of improvement right there. Yeah, going forward to next year, we'll find out. Uh, anything else stood out for you, Kyler, uh, over the weekend down there? I mean – Basically, what I mentioned earlier, um, you know, those those players right there, Page and Power, and then Cohen Carr having a good weekend. Um, I think the most impressive guy this weekend was TJ Power, and uh, just seeing him play in person and seeing what he could potentially bring to the Indiana program. Uh, it's pretty. It should be pretty exciting. I I encourage all Indiana fans to you know kind of look him up and you know see how he plays. Being a kid that's down in Western Kentucky, I wonder if. Indiana getting in on him early will help them because if his progression continues, UK will definitely be coming in uh, to someone like that, I would imagine. Maybe Louisville as well. Yep, you you could definitely see that. I do know, uh, I know Keegan talked to him and he said that he has been in contact with Gabe Cubs um, recently. So that's just something to, you know, throw in there. Absolutely. Well, what's coming up next for you? Um... So it's a little, um, it's a little dead these next couple of weeks. Um, so not a whole lot, but I do know the 18th is the top 100 showcase. Um, I'm hoping that'll be a live period. Um, it was last year. That's all the, you know, the top 100 players in the state of Indiana, um, all in one roof doing a workout and then a lot of scrimmage games going on. So I'm looking forward to that. But as far as the next couple of weeks, it's kind of dead. That's just kind of how June is at the start. As far um, as the AAU, but we do have. Uh, the Kentucky Indiana All Star yep. Series yep. coming up. So we've got the the juniors playing the seniors, the juniors playing the juniors, and then the seniors playing the seniors on multiple nights. Uh, so there's four different games that will be coming up here in the next uh, ten days or so. Yep, yep. That's uh, that's the one thing to look forward to right now between all between the break of AAU. Uh, perfect. Well, Brody, appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Go out and have yourself a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me again, guys. Kyler Staley from thehoosier.com. Make sure you give him a follow and keep up on everything Indiana-related at thehoosier.com. Back with Kevin and Brockway and CNHI. We'll return right after this. Brought to you by our good friends at Cabello Restaurant. Get a taste of the Italian cuisine right there in southern Indiana, located on the square in Bloomington. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. 
BB's Market Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wow Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWowNetwork.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The sun is out, the birds are chirping, and the fairways are emerald green at the Golf Club in Eagle Point, Bloomington's premier public golf course and dining experience. Book your golf outing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, complete with a menu of food and beverages from Psalms on the Point. Psalms on the Point offers a variety of food and beverage packages for on- and off-site catering for the greater Bloomington area. To book your next tea time or reserve your next dining or catering experience, call 812-824-4040 or visit EaglePoint.com. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington, an exceptional golf and dining experience. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you on this Tuesday, post-Memorial Day holiday weekend. Hope you had a great one. As a matter of fact, I think the weather was pretty good most every every place. Um, big shout out for I have to thank Charlie McClure and uh, Little B for uh, their great hospitality for me this weekend. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed it. It was a great. I put my phone away for the most part. That was the hardest thing, Kevin. Is it staying off of the phone? It's it's so hard. I don't want to miss anything but it's like damn it put it down 
I did a pretty good job. All or no? Eh, no, not really. Yeah. But that's okay. Uh, get a sun? Do you, do you lay out? Get uh, a- definitely get sun. We're not on the boat, so gonna do that today too. So last day, looking forward to that. So you so. go out just on the boat. Away, do, you, uh, do you do any fishing on the boat, or do you just? No, uh, I, I would have loved to have done that, but that's not a fishing boat. They call it a, just. A, they just like to go out and cruise around. It's a nice boat. It's got a cabin down below and all that. But that's Smokey yes. Robinson song, right? Baby, let's cruise, right? You know. Hey, yeah, I enjoy it. It was great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. Cornell was on purpose, according to Pete. Yeah, we were talking about that just a minute ago. Um, Bill, I love you to death. Bill says, don't, Bill Anderson says, don't forget to like and subscribe. Like He's it. exactly right. He's exactly right. I love our audience. They are the best in on the planet. So it's a entire universe. Man, if Michigan returns those two kids, Diabate and um, Houston, are they the favorite to win the Big Ten or is Indiana up there? Well, Indiana's up there, but you can make anybody the favorite you want. Um, After last year or after any year, really, you can make anybody the favorite you want. But you've got to start the season and see who does what because while Indiana hasn't added a ton in the area that they need to add, which is shooting, they have gotten better. And they had a pretty good season last year under a a coach with his first year who was feeling his way through the college game, let's be honest. You know, he he would probably tell you, hey, I made some mistakes. I, you know, learned some stuff. So, and yet they still had a pretty damn good year. They, they accomplished more than an Indiana team had in a long time. And they've gotten better with the likes of Jalen Hood Shafino uh, and, and his, his Montverde teammate, um, Malik Raynaud. You got CJ Gunn coming in and Caleb Banks. We, I've seen CJ Gunn, CJ play. I know he can shoot the ball. I don't know, you know, how long it will take for him to, we know we, we knew that Anthony Leo could shoot it in high school, but that's got to translate to the floor in college. We'll see if I think CJ. I don't think he's going to have that much problems. I I, I think he's just a lack well, of CJ a, bigger, he, more athletic. Yeah, he, he likes the he likes the big moments. Yeah, no, I think he, he likes the big moments. He scored a lot yeah. of points in the fourth quarters of games, so I like that. In as far as his game being able to translate. Uh, onto the floor, and I'm not saying it's going to be next year. You know it, it, that there's still a transition, but Indiana is going to be a better team. Jalen Hood Shafino is going to make. Someone asked earlier who's replacing Parker Stewart. Well, what did Parker Stewart do? So you could stick me out there to replace Parker Stewart, and you're going to get almost as much. Uh, uh, to me, Jalen Hood Shafino is going to be a great key to this. I think it, and I've said it a million times, I think it's just going to allow Xavier Johnson to play more freely off of him, which is going to give this offense another dynamic because they still have to deal with Trace Jackson Davis. And Race Thompson got better last year. Why do you think he's not going to continue to improve? And if he was to improve, this team could be a formidable team. Yeah. I, and as a matter of fact, 
the better they get in a lot of those areas, they don't have to require on the shooting as much. Not that they don't have to hit some shots. They do. you got to keep the defense honest. But you don't have to rely on it as much as they kind of needed to last year. Yeah, and I think, too, the whole, you know, as I mentioned before, I think Hood Shafino's value on the defensive end will be significant. And I think he will be a guy that you could throw out there on a player of well, – now Johnny Davis isn't coming back for Wisconsin. But if you remember at the end of that game how he just kind of took over, I think you'll have – you know, and, and they tried to put Miller Cop on him and Parker Stewart on him, and it didn't work out. That's his value. It's like Parker Stewart, as we knew, I mean, was – had that nice run in non-conference play where he hit a lot of three points. Remember he entered big 10 play leading the conference in three point shooting percentage. But what did he do once he got in the big 10? Couldn't get a shot off and or, or couldn't make shots <laughs> in, in those kind of games when the game sped up in, in big 10 play. So where, where was he, his real value? And uh, I think could Shafino will be a guy. Now he was a guy obviously that when I saw him in Fort Myers, uh, you know, he had a, a finger issue, so he didn't even shoot at all barely in that game. But Jordan Brandy had a few threes, right? So I mean, he's got that ability also, and I he, he's gonna be he's gonna be a very interesting and fascinating guy, and he might be a guy, unlike Parker Stewart, because we see this with most freshmen that maybe in non-conference he's feeling his way a little bit, but you hope by February and March the light comes on, he figures it out, and then he's really good when it really matters the most. Uh, absolutely, uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the season. I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, well, of course it's going to be exciting. Other than Indiana and Michigan, is Illinois still up there? I mean, they, they seem to, even though they've lost, they, they're, they're adding pieces. They're trying to add pieces. So they, and, and, and Purdue, uh, you can't fit Purdue. They're, they're losing, uh, some key pieces as well, but Zach, I mean, Williams, yes, but, uh, but they'll have some pieces coming back. They have Zach Eady coming back, obviously. And uh, Brandon Newman will be an interesting guy because he's kind of bided his time there, and he's a guy that uh, has some potential as a shooter and uh, probably will step into a starting role next year. The kid from Valparaiso, who, if you remember, was a uh, runner-up to Trace Jackson Davis, right, for uh, Mr. Basketball a few years ago. And Trey Kaufman-Wren, you know, who is the former Indiana Gatorade Player of the Year, who redshirted last year is another guy. He and Caleb first, uh, you know, will uh, will 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 kind of rotate in that four spot, and maybe you might even see Trey Kaufman run play the three. The Big Ten maybe have more parity next season than it has in a while because yeah. now Indiana is going to be a true player. Michigan's a player. Purdue's probably a player. Illinois's probably a player. Um, I haven't talked about Michigan State. There's no way that they're not a player. Hell, they're always a player. Um, and where's Ohio State? So there's six teams right there that uh, could potentially be in the mix for that. I mean, that could be in a very exciting season yeah, to Big Ten. We always, we always discount Wisconsin and Iowa, and they always find a way to find a guy that, you know, everyone thought that would be in the mix. Left and, and then you had, you had Keegan Murray, and that, who's going to be the guy next year, you know what I mean? And, and Fran McCaffrey's a very good offensive coach. Now, they give up a lot of points, but uh, you can't discount the fact that they, they tend to score a lot, too, under him. And then Wisconsin, with Greg Gard and their culture, they can tend to find guys that plug in. And, uh, you know, uh, may, will this be the year that they if, – if Indiana goes to the Kohl Center, will this be the year that they finally break that long hex? That would be interesting. 
Man, year, right? They're up you're never gonna you're never gonna get a better chance when you're up by twenty two points. I mean, <laughs> wow, uh, that one. I if I was a player or a coach with that, that would just drive me absolutely insane. And Rutgers, they've had a India's had a long losing streak against Rutgers. Ron Harper Jr. I think he's gonna probably stay in the draft. Uh, don't know for sure. I think Geo Baker's finally gone, but. You know, Rutgers, you know, they uh, – and Pikel, I think, is a very good coach. Is Harper – Ron Jumer, is he – I don't – NBA-wise, he's kind of a tweener, man. He's 6'8", but he, he yeah. does have this perimeter shooting, which which if he he's improves that – He's got some that, yeah. That, 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 that's the only thing that helps him get into the NBA, I think. Yeah, yeah. And he rebounds really well for a guard. He's a good rebounder. I will give him that. And I saw where the uh, Pacers are still – they're still working to, to turn this draft into something, uh, to, to make something out of nothing. No, nothing. They've got a single-digit pick. But they're still looking to try to, to come out of this draft better than uh, – I don't think Jaden Ivey lasts to six. Do you think he lasts to six? I, I'm not all over Jaden. I, I hadn't been – I don't think that he's a John Morant type guy. But I could be wrong. I'm not a GM. I haven't studied in my uh, – I just don't know that he's that kind of a game changer. And if I'm drafting somebody in the top five, a guard, they need to be a potential game changer. Well, he's got the athleticism for sure. It's just I think the question of the shooting and so forth. And I think the question is like if Keegan Murray – if Keegan Murray slips, slips, slips to six to the Pacers, maybe you take him because six seven shooter – um, I think you know you're, what you're going to get with him a little more. But with Ivy, yeah, I think the upside has the potential to be really, really high. Um, he's kind of a risk-reward guy, I think, in a lot of ways, uh, if you take him. In, but, but I think both will go in the lottery, it looks like. Uh, oh, absolutely, which is a guaranteed contract and a nice fat one uh, to enjoy. I, uh, how about the golf over the weekend? The Charles was the Charles Schwab. Uh, Scotty Scheffler loses in a playoff, but he has to leave immediately and race 75 miles to get to his sister-in-law's, is his sister-in-law's wedding or, or I forget what it was, but he had to go get to a family wedding like immediately afterwards, um, and made it in time. So that's kind of funny. You might, maybe they held the wedding up for him to, to arrive. Yeah, it was just a, a great sports weekend, too, because you had uh, the you Monaco know, Grand Sunday, Prix. Had, that Sunday, you had the Indy 500. You had the Grand Prix of Monaco, right? You had the race in Charlotte. You had, I mean, it was an auto racing all day. and It was auto had, racing heaven. I mean, those are had, three yeah. of the great races that you could have, and the yeah. Indy 500 was a good race. Charlotte, a lot of cautions, um, which – uh, it doesn't make it good or bad to me. And then, of course, I did not get to see the, the Grand Prix of Monaco. But you talk about some premier races. I know, yeah. Those are the three of the you know, premier races on the Indy side, or F1 side. Uh, what's bigger than Monaco? Yeah, uh, hard, to, hard to say. But uh, Yeah, anyway, uh, so you know. nothing bigger than the 500 on the Indy side. Indianapolis 500, as a matter of fact, probably – maybe the biggest race in the world. Yeah. Uh, and I think Monaco was held up by rain too. So that kind of, you know, screwed things up for N- NBC a little bit, you know? Well, we'll certainly find out, man. It has been another fun one. I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed it. Um, 
not enjoying leaving. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you, but I'll be back in. Uh, by Thursday, I will be back in, in studio. Enjoy the time out in the boat and wear your sunscreen. Be careful, you know. Yes, don't worry. I also got that reminder from Ross, so uh, I'll be doing that. You guys got to have a great day. I can't thank everybody enough. Thanks, of course, to our good friend Kevin Brockway. Make sure you give him a follow from CNHI Papers. Tyler Staley from thehoosier.com. Do so for him as well. And our good friend Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. John, the producer. Most importantly, thanks to you guys. Without you, no reason for us to be here. But uh, we enjoy you so much. Appreciate you. Looking forward to doing it again until Tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.